It's not very fun to gain a new volunteer only to lose an existing volunteer, but that's exactly what happens in ministry often. Two steps forward, one step backward, and sometimes one step forward and two steps backward. The only way for churches to get off the hamster wheel is to build a volunteer pipeline that continually produces more and more volunteers. So in this episode, we're gonna continue our discussion of the eight-step process for recruiting church volunteers. Stay tuned. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. Several years ago, I was overseeing all the life group ministry at James River Church, and uh, I always remembered every summer would come around and it was recruitment time because I knew that I had to get more small group leaders, life group leaders, ready to go for the fall because the fall was our biggest push of the year, as you know, and that was our big time for us to get as many uh, new life groups started as I could. But here's what I knew to be true. I knew that many people were going to be quitting over the summer. And so I also not only had to find new people to start new groups, I had to replace the lost leadership of the groups that currently existed. They'd take a break over summer, then one thing lead to another. Well, we're going to take a break and yeah. you know and and that would just happen over and over and over again. And so we had to make sure that we were we had ample amount of new leaders ready to go. So how did I do that? Well, I had what I called a recruitment report. Okay. And basically it was my my recruitment list. It was this list of people that I had on a spreadsheet that I would talk to regularly and if they didn't want to lead at one point, I'd throw them over to you know, the, I'd have dates and I'd say, okay, well, I'll follow up during this date range. The next to go around and see where they're at and yeah. just kind of keep people and keep in touch with people to be working it at all times. And that's what we're talking about today as it relates to the eight-step process to recruit really any church volunteer, whether it's a life group leader, small group leader, um, nursery worker, kids worker, whatever it is, yeah. you have to make sure that you are following the process that's going to be most effective in getting people off the sidelines and in the trenches with you. And that's why we want to continue our discussion from the previous episode, episode number 12, uh, about um, the eight-step process for recruiting people. And I want to just recap those from the previous episode real fast. The first thing we talked about was to pray and think. Second thing was to contact the prospect. Third thing was to communicate vision and mission. And the fourth thing was to talk about the prospect. So if you didn't hear the eight, the first four of the eight-step process in episode 12, go back, listen to episode 12, because that'll help give more context as we continue today, because they really build on each other. They're, yeah. they're sequential in nature. And so it's important for us, as we then look at step number five today, that we have already done the first four steps in the right order so that we're ready to go. So that's kind of the framework for yep. today's discussion, and we're going to cover the last five, the last four um, steps that you have to follow when you're recruiting church volunteers. So, with that okay. being said, Dick, you bet, you bet. So go. you've done those four. Now you're meeting with the person. When, when you're doing this, talk about opportunity, not need. People will respond to an opportunity. Opportunity says positive. Okay. Opportunity says yes. For the future, need is like, oh my goodness, I got to keep this boat floating, yeah. and you don't want to 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 start that way. You you want them to feel up. We talked in in the previous episode about you want their head nodding. You yes. want them to feel that way, and and you you set that up this way. So now you're actually talking about it. You communicate opportunity, which is up and not the sense of need being desperation. That's kind of reminds me of just giving. 
You know, whenever you say, oh, yeah. oh well, we, we need to replace the carpet or we need this or we need that. Well, no one wants to give to that. No. But when they have an opportunity to give to something like, you know, awesome. Yeah. That's like, oh. Future. Missions. Yeah. Opportunity. Yeah. Then you got new initiatives. Coming, then you got uh, you got these high higher end donors who say, yes, I'll give I'll to that. that. Yeah. So I'm not going to fix your broken plumbing, but I'll give to something big like that. And that's the way you want to talk with your volunteer. Yes. Because what you're asking of them is something of very high value. And uh, this is uh, this is how this fits in for everyone all the way through. Okay. What's the next thing, John? Okay. So this is a little counterintuitive here. And this is one of those things where you, you wouldn't think to do this because you're maybe desperate. You might be just ready to go and you hope they're ready to go is that the sixth step is is not to actually ask for a com- commitment yet. Do not ask for a commitment. Wait, no. now you're recruiting, but don't ask. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're rocking the boat here right. today, okay? <laughs> we are rocking the boat. No, you really, you don't want to ask for the commitment yet. What do you want to ask them time. to do? At that moment, at that moment, what do you want to ask them to do? Pray, pray about it, pray. okay? You want them to pray about the opportunity. Again, not the need, the opportunity. You're praying about the opportunity and you're gonna you're gonna be praying too. Say, okay, hey, now that we've talked, now that we've had this discussion, uh, you, you've kind of laid the foundation, you've talked about the opportunity. They may even be like, yes, I'm in, I'm on. And I, I know that I've had this before. Well, before you say yes for sure, I want you to go and I want you to pray. And in the same way, I'm going to go back and pray now that we've just had this discussion to determine, is this in fact the right fit? And you're going to be looking and saying, okay, God, is this what you want me to do? So both parties, volunteer, pastor, whatever role you are in ministry leader, you need to be praying and you need to be asking this prospective recruit to be pray. praying as well. Don't ask for the commitment right now. Ask them to pray first. Even though you want it right Even now. Even though you're like, oh, I, 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 needed need you, I needed you last week. <laughs> well, right. I know you're going to be okay. You made it this long. Pray. It, you can't go wrong with prayer and first. And if you'll do that, you'll actually get a volunteer that will last longer with you. By the way, the volunteer if the volunteer won't pray, you don't want them. Yeah, and, and you have to go into it knowing this is the long-term gain. Yeah. And it's easy to just want the yes right away. But uh, if, if you want long-term retention, which we, we will be talking about throughout the, uh, the Church Tips episodes, you, if, you want, if you want retention, then you need to play this right on, on the, the front, front end. end. And, and just, it's okay. It, it takes a little longer, but you're going to have them for way longer than if you just jump quickly and then they quit a couple months later. Exactly, exactly. Okay, what's next? Number, the next one is to meet a second time. So you met the first time, you didn't ask for the commitment, you yep. said, okay, let's pray. Uh, you tell them at that point, uh, you say, well, well, we've both prayed, and you communicate to your prospective volunteer that they, assuming the Lord says this to you, I'm not, not trying to put words in the Lord's mouth, but assuming that this was your sense, you say, you are the kind of person that I believe the church needs in this position. Now, you notice the words I use there. I did not say you are the person. If you say you are the person, you're creating a wrong pressure on them. Mm -hmm. Because like, what if the Lord didn't say that to them? (laughs) So if the Lord didn't say that to them, then either I'm lying they heard it wrong, or the Lord's confused. None of those are good. So you tell them that this is the sense that you had, that they're the kind of person to fit. Um, And then ask them what the Lord is saying to them. Now, what I know what you want to hear. What you want to hear is, 
That's exactly, yeah. the Lord has said this, and then you're going, hooray, right. and you're going to have that. If you've set this upright, there'll be a certain number of times you're going to have that. You're also going to have occasions where people are going to say, well, I don't know, pastor, yeah. uh, you know, my, uh, we just moved, or, you know, my wife's just starting a yeah. new job, hey, the kids are in Little League, and on and on, and here's what you're going to hear. The negative part of you is going to hear, wah, 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 excuse, 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 and it might be. Mm-hmm. But you can't get all worked up over that. You have to know that you're taking the right steps. Now, yeah. if they say yes, then good. Then you jump right in and you say, okay, we're going to start our initial orientation training on Thursday. And so Thursday night we need, or Saturday morning, we need to have you here. Yeah. Uh, but if they say no or if they're hesitant, don't pressure them. Mm-hmm. Because good. if you pressure them, you're going to get a short-term commitment. They may say that they'll serve, say, for a year. Yeah. Two months into it, they're going to quit. Don't pressure them. Take them at that point and move them back to the beginning of the process and say something like, maybe the timing's not right. In almost all cases, people say, yeah, Pastor, the timing's not right. Okay, hey, you know, here it's July. Um, Maybe I should call you in November, December, January. Yeah, call me in January. Okay. Put it in your ticker file. Call them in January. Yeah. Start And then when you do that, you're dying. You're dying inside because you need this volunteer like now. But but I'm just telling you, long haul. He referenced the long game. This is the long game. You're going to score and have better volunteers last longer if you'll do this. Yeah. I want to interject, too, that it's it's important to really just uh, recognize that um, you want to make sure you throw out that carrot well, carrot's probably not the best word, but like you said, where, well, maybe November, December is going to be a better time rather than just cutting off and saying, okay, hey, well, thanks for considering it. You got to keep, you got to keep the carrot out in front to where they say, okay, you're planting a seed that, that I'm going to be contacting you again. This is not over. This is not over (laughs) yet. And that's where I think a lot of times we get messed up is it's like, oh, well, we tried, we cut it off, we're done. Okay. Well, and then you literally are starting back from scratch, but if you say, well, well, maybe I'll follow back up in November, December, something like that, then it, you've kind of just created a to be continued right. in this scenario. It keeps the conversation going. Yes, it keeps the conversation going. And in the meantime, hopefully you're doing some things to just keep that relationship going with them. Uh, and, and that way you're just, you're, you're front and center of mind and you don't just get pushed off and like, okay, well, I'm not thinking about it anymore. So, but that's, that's so important. And, and when you contact them in November, December, here's the way you lead off. Well, not the first word, but you say, hey, remember we were talking last July about this, this, this? Love to just be able to touch base with you and get together and uh, just kind of see what your status is these days. And that opens the door then for the extension of conversation. And that's really point, uh, the fourth part that we're talking about today or the eighth part of this whole thing, which is you start all over. So you've, you've put them back in the front of the pipeline uh, the beginning of the pipeline, and now you're going to start this process all over again. Yeah, are you going to repeat? Yes, you're going to repeat things over and over, but that's exactly the way it works. So if you look at these uh, four that we talked about today, uh, let me just give you a recap. Uh, so the, we did the four last time. Uh, four today, talk about opportunity, not need. Do not ask for a commitment in your first meeting. 
meet a second time where you do uh, ask for the commitment and then you start the process all over again. So if you'll take these four and the four from the previous episode, you're going to see good things happening as you recruit your church volunteers. Yeah, follow this eight-step process and this is going to be massive in helping you. Again, this is the long-term play, but it's the best play because it's going to give you the retention for the long haul rather than just get putting a Band-Aid on the wound right now just to get the slots filled. That's not what you're ultimately doing. And and our job as ministry leaders is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Exactly. We're not there to equip them to, you know, fill a slot for a couple of weeks until they're just they don't want to do it. It's it's the long-term play of discipling people. And so this eight-step process, we're calling it for to about recruiting volunteers, but really it's an eight-step process to equip the saints. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what the bottom line of what this is. And so you've got to make sure that you follow these steps carefully so that way you are setting yourself and the ministry up for the greatest success you can. And I would mention too, if you haven't uh, yet taken our five-day leadership challenge, this is a great way for you to be growing and investing in yourself, again, for the long play, because you're helping yourself take the steps now that you need to take that's going to position you and the church for greater days ahead. And so that's why we've been telling you about the five-day leadership challenge for pastors. I want to encourage you to take it. It's five days, 15 minutes a day. It's free, one video per day for you to invest in you at greater levels to help your leadership go to the next level. All you have to do is go to leaders.church slash challenge again that's leaders.church slash challenge you can sign up today start today if you want and you'll be off and running for the five days and then finally don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or the youtube show just hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening this to and uh, we'll look forward to having you get further notifications of when the next episodes are coming up anything else you know i want to reinforce the five-day leadership challenge you'll be a better recruiter because you'll be better yeah. As you get better, you're better at all these things. We're talking about recruiting here, and you may feel, oh, I'm not a very good recruiter. You'll be a better recruiter yeah. if you'll grow as a leader yourself. That's so, good. There you go. All right. Okay. Well, hey, thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you next time. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church boost. Again, that's leaders.church boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.